The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 233. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I get to take questions directly from the old pre-meds forum or the non-traditional pre-med discussion over at premedforums.com. If this is your first time joining me, well, guess what? You have 232 other episodes to go and listen to. I encourage you to go check out all of them because if you are new on this journey to medical school, especially as a non-traditional student, I hope that all of these years of podcasts will be beneficial for you, answering almost every question that you have. And if you have a question that wasn't answered, then you can ask it in the non-traditional pre-med discussion, again, at premedforms.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that bell to get more great videos every week, almost every day here on the channel. Our question today is from Mariah Ruth, who says, hello, I initially began college seven years ago with hopes to become a nurse. I completed three years of undergrad before getting extremely sick and had to withdraw. Tried to attend again the following year, but was forced to withdraw again due to illness. Due to this, I've spent the past four years healing and am now ready to return to school. I have only a few classes left until graduation. I would love to attend DO school. Was my initial plan before being talked out of it. I know I'm not required to share about the illness, but with the gaps in my undergrad and multiple schools, I'm sure it will come up. Will this gap and past illness prevent me from getting in any advice? So this is a great question for any student who has had any gaps for one reason or another. And guess what? Gaps are very common, whether you're forced out because of an illness, forced out because of grades, forced out because of some other institutional action, forced out to go take care of family, whatever it may be. A lot of students run into this situation where they have to take time off of school. And you may have heard, you may have heard these rumors that taking time off will prevent you from getting into medical school, that they want students to go straight through undergrad to prove that they can handle undergrad. And that's just not true. I can't say it enough. I can't say it loudly enough. I can't say it fast enough. I I can't say it enough that your specific story, your specific journey matters. Whatever that may be. There's a fun term that I learned about recently, actually listening to another podcast from Dax Shepard, the, the, um, what's that crazy movie that he's in that, uh, uh, idiocracy that everybody loves that we're living in right now. But Dax Shepard has an amazing podcast called Armchair Expert, and I love his show. And one of the, the words that he used recently or at some point was equifinality. Meaning that there are a million different paths, but they all equally end up at the same point. And for us, in especially here in the United States, 
that last point is starting medical school, whether that's an MD school or a DO school, you're starting medical school. You're starting your journey to become a physician. Now, especially for this podcast, right, the old pre-meds podcast for non-traditional students, where you typically get tripped up and you, you worry about your journey not getting you to that final point, that equifinality, because of the detours and the hiccups and the missteps along the way. But all that does is add to your story of resilience and determination and show the admissions committee that this is what you are meant to do. Now, with that said, there are some potential red flags, and I talk about this all the time. If you had to leave school for an illness, the question on the top of the admissions committee's mind is, are you going to have to leave school again? Because when you are accepted to medical school, they are accepting you with the assumption that you are going to finish in four years, you're going to pass your boards just fine, you're going to match, get into a residency, and you're going to go bye-bye. That's the goal. Get you into the system and out of the system as fast as possible. Typically four years. If you do not meet that standard and you take longer than four years, then typically there are some repercussions for the school in the accreditation process. And so medical schools want to make sure that you are going to get through medical school in the required time right, the, the minimum amount of time, the four years typically. And if you have a track record, like this student does, asking the question, you have a track record of needing to stop school, especially for health reasons, then the little red flag comes up. And, and the admissions committee is going to wonder, number one, why did you need to take time off? And number two, if this is health-related, is whatever happened done with? Is it controlled enough? Are Are you free and clear of whatever that was? So that I can be certain, we can be certain, the school can be certain, the admissions committee can be certain that if we accept you, you are going to get in and get through medical school in four years. If there's a question, if there's doubt, that can cause issues. And I know a lot of you are out there screaming, but the the ADA, right, the Americans with Disabilities Act, that prevents them from, I, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know all the rules, but if there's any doubt of your ability to get through medical school in the required amount of time that they give you, there are going to be potential issues getting to the stage of getting into medical school. And so for any of you who have 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 had any of these problems with undergrad, finishing undergrad in four years, needing to take a semester off, a year off, two years off, however, however much time off for your own personal health reasons. And this is aside from I had I had to take care of a family member because usually that goes away. And that's not always the case, but usually that's a, my mom died, my dad died, my mom was sick, my dad was sick, grandma was sick, whatever that case is, usually that's that happens and then you're back to you. 
when it's you, a lot of these things stick with you. A lot of these illnesses, whether they're autoimmune issues, whether they're whatever it is, it's still you. And so the question is, medical school is hard. It's likely, very, very, very likely, going to be much, much harder than undergrad. And if it was the stress of undergrad that got to you, caused some autoimmune issues, caused a flare-up, whatever it is, guess what? Medical school, the, the, the thought process is, it's going to potentially cause issues as well. And are we going to have to give you more time to graduate? And is that fair? Should we bother? Again, these are humans making these decisions. And so these are natural questions that come across. And I'm not going to give you my thoughts on whether it's fair or should they bother or anything else. I'm just telling you potentially what may come up. And so how do you frame these potential issues in a personal statement, in an application? For TMDSAS, you have your optional essay. For your, I don't know where else it would go on the, the main application. It really wouldn't for AMCAS or Comus. There's really no spot there for that information, except in your personal statement. Secondary questions, it's a very common question to get a, uh, to get a prompt in a secondary essay from a school that says, if you did not go from point A to point B in your undergraduate institution, if you had to take any time off, please explain that here. And that is a very common prompt in a secondary application. And so you'll have your opportunity to discuss it there. What you want to do, what you need to make sure of is that as you are explaining the process, number one, that you own everything, right? It's my mistake, my fault, my, my body failed me. No, you don't need to go that far. But, but at the language and everything else is about owning the message, right? Owning the situation, to say, even, even if it's to own it, to say, I needed to do this for my health, that's owning it, right? That is owning it. Not my body failed me and I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't, right? That's not really owning it. That's just going to a point where it doesn't really help. So you own what happened. What happened was I needed to take some time off. I was having some mental health issues, my body was failing me, I had some autoimmune stuff, whatever it is, and you don't need to get into the nitty-gritty, you just need to give enough information to let them know kind of what the situation is, and you can be as generic as I had some personal issues, I had whatever, right? You don't even have to say it was health issues. You just need something to say, here's what happened. The biggest part is really getting across, hopefully, that whatever happened previously is now taken care of. It's now, whether through exercise, medication, meditation, relaxation, whatever it is, that whatever caused you to miss school before will not cause you to miss school in the future. To give them peace of mind that you are not damaged goods. That is what you want to get across in whatever form you get that across in, whether that's in the secondary essays, and you can use my secondary essay database at secondaryapps.com. 
You can go and look at the schools that you're planning on applying to and see which schools typically ask, and and most schools repeat the questions every year, so which schools typically ask about breaks in education so that you can look and say, okay, I know that out of the 20 schools I'm applying to, 16 are going to ask in a secondary essay what happened, or if I needed to take a break, I can explain it. And for those ever, those other four, maybe you don't want to change your whole application just to speak to them, to to them and those those four schools in your personal statement, because the other sixteen schools will have a secondary question. That's that's up to you if you want to do that. Let's assume there's no secondary prompts, and we can only attack it in the primary application. As I mentioned, TMDSAS, it's wonderful. I love TMDSAS. They have their own optional essay prompt that says, is there anything else you want to tell us? I wish AMCAS and ACOMAS would do this. It would give students so much more flexibility to explain potential red flags, potential issues in an application. For AMCAS and ACOMAS for the MD and DO application, if you need to get across potential hiccups along the way, potential breaks in your education, and you know that the schools aren't going to ask for it, and so you need to get it across somewhere because you're going to have a break there, then your personal statement is about the only place where you can put it. And so, especially for big breaks like this, where it's a year, two years, or whatever it is, you're going to have to to break into it and and really probably dedicate a, a whole paragraph to it. Maybe it's 20% of your 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 essay, right? The 5,300 characters, maybe it's 1,000 characters. I don't know what that math is, 530. Yeah, it's about 20%, right? It's about 1,000 characters. Um, so so when you're writing your, your personal statement, the ultimate goal is why do you want to be a doctor, right? That's the goal of the personal statement. But if you have a huge gap in your education, then you may need to say, right, just as a, a quick little side thing, and I, ha- I have talking about red flags in my my personal statement book, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. You can read that book. It's on Amazon and wherever you buy books. But you just have a little bit in there that says, you know what, I, I wasn't even sure if I could finish undergrad, let alone become a physician. But I'm glad that through exercise and through changing my diet and meditation, I've been able to to fix myself or however you want to say it, whatever the, your situation is, to give them peace of mind. You don't need to go into a huge amount of detail in your personal statement. You're just letting them know. As you get through this, as you look through my activities, you're going to see a big gap in especially in my transcript, you're going to see a gap in my years. And let me let me just briefly let, let you know potentially what happened. But the ultimate goal goes back to giving them peace of mind that you are not damaged goods. Giving them peace of mind that that they can accept you with full confidence that you are going to start medical school with your class and you're going to finish medical school with your class. That you're not going to need extra time. That you're not going to drop out for the same reasons that you had to leave undergrad. That's the ultimate goal of any sort of red flag statement in your personal statement. Again, TMDSAS has the separate essay. I wish Amcasacomas had it in their primary application. 
a lot of schools will ask about breaks in education in their secondary essay. So there's typically room to talk about it. But again, briefly mention what happened, but the ultimate goal is the resilience side of it. What did you learn from it? What did you gain from it? And most importantly, making sure that they understand that it's not going to be an issue moving forward. I wish you the best of luck. If you have a question you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go to premedforms.com. Find the non-traditional pre-med discussion subform. Ask your question there. That's where I take questions to be answered here on this podcast. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the old pre-meds podcast. This is MedEd Media.